Welcome back to the Football Neophyte Season 3. I'm actually not sure we can officially call it a Season 3. 2.3? I'm going to call it Season 3. Because what else can we call it? But we never officially finished Season 2. I gave up. But I'll just be honest. Chris would have kept going, but I gave up. I couldn't do it. But, but it's we're true. Back. But but let's be honest. Coronavirus happened, and very sadly, I would have quit towards the end because my dad passed away. So I mean, That's the world true. went to shit on us, and season two was doomed. It's okay. Season two, season two was doomed, and um. But we are excited for season three. It's a new season. Um, we're hoping at least the most vicious side of coronavirus is behind us. And we have an, a bit of a new format. And we have yeah. our friend, Kyle Smith, who is joining us. Kyle, we're so stoked to have you. What's going on? I'm so happy to be part of this and um, learn some more about soccer. Yeah, buddy. Welcome, Kyle. Kyle and I have known each other for a lot of years. I think we met in Prague. Is that right? We did. We did. We met abroad, um, and I'll never forget it. It just changed my life. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, Kyle's been a good friend. He moved out to Texas from Arizona, then made his way out to Florida, which is where he is now. But the three of us also have a history and Chris, I think it would be great if you shared a little bit of how the three of us met or the three of us hung out for the first time where. Okay. Um, yeah, it was 2013 and it was in Pasadena, California at the Rose Bowl, not the actual at Rose, the Rose Bowl, Bowl. Game, not the stadium. And uh, I was working for a online ticket company that I had access to some tickets for the Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake tour it was the Legends of Summer Tour, maybe one of the best concerts I've ever been to. It might be the best concert I've ever been to, and I've been to a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so I had texted Nate as I was heading out there and was like, dude, I'm going. I got these tickets. If you want to come, I probably have tickets for you too. So if you want to bring M, get in the car. Let's do this. And Nate was like, I don't think we can find a sitter for the kids in time, but my buddy Kyle would totally be down to go. Can I bring him? And I was like, yeah, dude, I don't care who you bring, bring someone. Let's do this. So sure enough, Nate drives out with Kyle, who I've never met up until this point. Um, we connect at the Rose bowl, at the gates, at the entrance to it, to get in. And, and who so do you have with you, Chris? You have, I have who? my loving wife who cares about me and loves me deeply um, and we had just had a baby. So my son, Landon, was just recently born. And for all you mothers out there who probably aren't going to listen to this podcast, um, you know the adventures of having a baby and what that brings. And so my wife was producing milk at a large rate. And so we brought our milk pump with her. And she needed a pump throughout the night so that, you know, her breast didn't explode. I mean, that's what happens, right? So. Yeah. We are at the gate, we're scanning our tickets, and my wife has this breast pump on her shoulder that she's bringing into the concert so she can, you know, pump and dump at the concert and still enjoy it. And let's just say the security at 
the Rose Bowl was not cool with her bringing in the breast pump. And that was not okay with me because in my mind, the only thing I could say to help get her in was that breast pumping is a human right. And so they are telling my wife at the gate, you cannot come in here. You cannot bring that thing in here. I'm sorry. And I went off and I started yelling, breast pumping is a human right. Breast <laughs> pumping is a human right. You have to let her in because breast pumping is a human right. And, I think and first off, let's just say, like, no man wants to, like, we've already lost. Like, we actually, this, the podcast may be over because no men want to hear about breast pumping. And so right. the guys that are listening now don't want to hear it. And the guy at the gate for sure didn't want to hear it. He wanted nothing to and, do with this. And so eventually he was just like, J- just go. Just please stop. The good thing is, again, this is eight years ago. This is before Karen's and whatever the male version of Karen is. Like the one time in my life I turned into that was that night. But it worked and we got in. Yeah. We did. And it was. It was one of the most epic concerts i think it is the most epic concert yeah i look i mean you know as well as anybody out there i've been to almost every concert that could possibly be done and there's there's been nothing that tops it there's things that have come close that have been good there's been nothing that topped jay-z jt at the rose bowl and i'm gonna quote you here nate on the way home you and kyle driving home you said i could just drive into the ocean right now and be okay (laughs) it's true my my wife and kids would have been very sad, but I was I was content. <laughs> we were good. Content. We were good. All right. Well, this is a football or a soccer podcast, and so let's jump into that. Uh, format is going to be very similar to uh, the last two seasons. We're going to highlight red cards. We're going to highlight hair. We're going to highlight Americans. We are three Americans, and so we're going to talk about our Americans. Um, but we're blending this a bit more with season one where Chris and I both chose our teams and Kyle is along the ride to pick a team this year. Kyle, how do you feel about that? Listen, you called it out earlier, right? Uh, I moved from Arizona to Texas to Florida. I keep moving East. If this goes well, I could see myself. (laughs) in England with the team I picked becoming a Goonie, I swear. So I'm taking this seriously. I'm going to pick a winner or at least a team I can rally behind and uh, we might relocate. So it's, it's up, you know, it's it's on the table. It's on the table. Now, let me ask this. Let me jump in here real quick, Kyle. Um, Give us a little tiny quick piece of your background on soccer. Do you like it? Have you ever watched it? Do you have any idea what's going on on the pitch when you're watching? Uh, give us a little background on that side of you and how the season's going to go. For sure. Okay, so here's the deal. I, right, I'm obviously an American. I grew up playing baseball. It doesn't really get much more American than baseball. Most of the other, you know, especially when you're talking Europe, um, don't have a lot of interest in baseball. And so, you know, there's there's a certain part of me that couldn't be farther from the pitch, as we call it in soccer. And uh but here's the thing. When you talk about country and club, I'm all about country, right? I like the World Cup. I like playing FIFA. I can get into all that. But I have some skepticism on the club aspect of it. I can go into that a little bit more if you want, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. I like the game. I just don't know if I, if I can get into, like, the whole club model, the English Premier League, have some, some worries about that. 
Okay. Yeah, and you totally and I have fair. had some of these. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, Kyle, you and I have had some of these conversations in the past about even before I was a fan, um, trying to understand how it works. How can you not have a championship game? You know, like how can you just midway through the season or towards the end of the season just declare a winner? Right. How do you right. play? How, you know, even the cups where you have Champions League is all based on the previous year performance. And so um, there's definitely skepticism. That, that you're bringing you're bringing to the table here, which I totally understand. There is. There's some skepticism, but I'm going to dive in and I'm going to give it a go, right? I'm going to give it my all and um, see, where, see where it heads, see where it comes so, out. So let me encourage you in this, Kyle. Um, being where you're at right now, two years ago, um, it's going to be tough to just watch games because you don't really have a rooting interest for the most part. Um, it, yeah. I guess it was a little different with Nate and I, because we were talking to people as our weeks kind of progressed and kind of the more you like someone, the more you wanted their team to win a match, but really you didn't have a rooting interest in it. It's going to be hard for you to watch a game on a Saturday, a Sunday, a Monday when you don't really care what the outcome is. But what I will encourage you in is that fight through it. When you decide who your club is and who you identify with the most it becomes so much more fun. I never thought for a single second that there would ever be a soccer team I cared about, let alone cared about almost as much as my favorite American teams. And not only that, honestly, Man U, and I told Nate this before, they have surpassed a lot of my favorite American teams. Um, I'm always going to be a diehard Suns fan because they're my favorite franchise in the world. I'm always going to be an Arizona Cardinals fan, but they have passed every other American wow. team in my books other than those two. And they're even pushing the Suns because of how much of a disaster the Suns are. <laughs> I was bleeding red by the end of last season and after COVID. It was so fun to watch those guys. So stick with it. It's going to be tough at first, but once you identify with the team, man, it is such a fun season to be a part of. And I would, I would also say utilize Twitter. I have yes. developed great friendships on Twitter through the wolves. And shout out to Stu. Shout out to my boy Stu. I love him. I can't wait to hang out with him someday, drink some pints. But you know, even then, like there's a whole like little community of people. And I definitely think it helps choosing not one of the big six or not one of the big four clubs uh, because everyone chooses them, right? Like Chris, you'd probably have a harder time finding a smaller community of man U fans because it's they're a worldwide club, right? And wolves aren't there yet, but that's been a fun thing for me to, to be welcomed into that community. And these are fans unlike anything else, Kyle. And that's, what's really fun too, is, you know, these are generational fans. I think probably similar to some, some baseball fans here in the state. Yeah, no doubt. I will say, being a Man U fan, I have found almost zero community online. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what I will say, and I, I've been meaning to ask you this, Nate, is Man U's uh, mobile app and their um, social media team is incredible. Man U's app is the best sports app I've ever been on and been involved with and followed. They do an amazing job updating things, keeping you up to date, just sending out random stuff to keep you interested in the club, giving you news, breaking lineups, things like that. Like, 
I don't know how the wolves are from that aspect, mate. Maybe it's just Man U is such a giant club and they have endless funds to be able to fund something like that. But their mobile app is unparalleled when it comes to the sports community in my mind. Yeah, Wolves app is good. I I guess I haven't really like I use it and I I I go to it, but um I find myself just on Twitter far more um with you know, communication with relation with the relationships I have there. But the other thing that I think will be fun, Kyle, as you watch these matches is matches maybe early or midway through the year could end up like standing out in your mind when you look backwards and be like, Oh man, that was the match where my heart started growing for this team. And that like, that's how it was for wolves. The week I focused on wolves, they played Leicester city and they won four, three in like the 90th minute or maybe even um, extra time. And I was like, it was super exciting. I was celebrating. I was excited. And I, I remember thinking back, if I choose Wolves, I could see this as being a moment that kind of began turning my heart. So you never know what, what match you watch is going to be one that, that endears you to a team. No, it makes a lot of sense. And, and I got some things I'm looking for. I don't know if you guys want me to run through them real quick. Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay. So a couple things that, that I would be looking for in a club, right? So first one would be infrastructure. I want a, I want a good front office. I want a good coach rely, you know, I want you to rely on analytics, use your brain. Um, so that's really important to me. All right, Another so Tottenham and Man U are out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're still running, you know, your club like it was the 1950s, I'm probably not the club for me, all right? Another one would be culture. So this is how I would put this. The more you can be mistaken for a cult, the more likely I am to choose you. Okay. <laughs> like I want to go and just get indoctrinated if, if, if I choose you as my club. All right. So I'm looking for a great culture. Next thing I would say is a big striker, right? If you, if you know him, if you know me, which you guys do, I'm, I'm six, four, um, fairly athletic, but I have zero technical soccer skills. So I want like a striker who's like me, who can just go down there, bully some people and, and get a goal has, has a nose for the goal. But, but, you know, if you're not that technically sound, that's all right. I just want you to be able to push, push a little guy down. All right. So I don't even know if those people exist, but, but if you mirror my game, I'm all for it. And the next one is sponsorship, right? Like, or kits. If you have a weak sponsor, like I was just looking through some of them, love bet. I'm probably not (laughs) choosing love bet. All right. So you better go get you better go get yourself a legitimate sponsor who can enhance your kit, and and you know that that will win me over for sure. So those are some things uh, I'm you, looking for. Well, here's the thing. I'll just, I like it. I'll tell you. I'll tell I, you right now. I have already I like, texted Nate who I think you're you're gonna pick. All right. No, don't tell me. Don't tell me. We we won't. We won't ruin it. Here's the thing. You just have to know though, the kit sponsorships change all the time. So. There are some that All the time. that r- remain because of maybe the ownership group, but okay. they're pretty much changing out every couple of years. So you just have to know, like when I chose Wolves, they were their kit sponsor was W88, and it really made sense. Like it had this del- like these W's on the front. They're the Wolverhampton Wanderers. It looked cool. It kind of fit their ethos. And now, <laughs> and now their kit sponsor <laughs> is Man Bet X, which is so. <laughs> 
which is some like I think uh, Chinese Asian gambling uh, site. Betty, Asian gambling site. So, you know, Man City with Etihad Airways, they they'll probably stay for a long time. Arsenal. Um, Arsenal potentially, but I mean, but even then, even the big clubs are changing. So, um, yeah, I, I, I get that and I understand that philosophy, but, um, but just, just I gotta be that ready to roll. Into, you gotta be ready yeah. to roll. Especially because right. So right now, about 40% of the kits are sponsored by gambling websites. So <laughs> okay, just okay. be ready. Just be ready for that. All right. I, I did leave one out too. Whichever club has Freddie Adu. Uh, I'm all in on. Is he still playing? <laughs> he is. Yeah, he's he's injured right now, but he'll be back real soon. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, he'll be back real soon. Oh man, I love it, Kyle. I'm so excited to see how this goes. I these are I know you really well, so these you'll stick with a lot. You'll stick with these. Um, mine changed so much over the course of, of time, but that's also my personality. But I can definitely see. Um, I can definitely see you sticking with these and it'll be fun to see which, which team you land on. So speaking of teams, let us give you the briefest rundown of the teams in the premier league 2021. Chris and I are going to do our best. We don't know a lot, so we will do our best to share uh, what we can about these teams. So, um, let's just start alphabetical, Chris. I don't know if you have the 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 like table pulled up or anything, I, but everyone's in alphabetical. I do. Right yeah. yeah. Okay. So team one is Arsenal. Arsenal clearly, um, you've heard of them. They're one of the biggest clubs in the world. Sorry for that sound in the background. I'm in the middle of the forest in northern Arizona, and people are driving by in their razors. Um, Arsenal. One of the biggest clubs in the world. Um, they have a huge history, a huge history of winning. Um, they are. They have a team called the Invincibles from early in the 2000s. I think they're the only Premier, te- premier League team to ever go undefeated. They had some draws, but they went undefeated. Um, they have a great striker uh, by the name of P- Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Um, he's, he's amazing. They've got a good club. They haven't been great recently. They finished, uh, eighth this year, um, but they had a good off season. They won some good matches. They actually played fairly well at the end of the season and they, they, you kind of know who they are. Um, Chris, you want to take the next one? Um, yeah. Yeah, I do. Aston Villa <laughs> um, is the next one. Here's what you need to know about Aston Villa. They have a flopper named Jack Graylish as their captain and their lead scorer. He's actually a really good player, but he's kind of a baby. He flops a lot. More than likely, Aston Villa is going to be in the bottom uh, fourth of the league. They're probably going to be playing for relegation status. Um, and if they transfer Jack Graylish to Man United, then they're definitely going to get relegated. That's, I think, all you need to know about Aston Villa. Yeah, they're also one of Wolves' rivals, so we pretty much, we pretty much hate them. Um, the yep. next team is Brighton and Hove Albion. I don't know what any of that means, what I just said, but um, 
they are, I don't know, a middle to lower, lower middle club. They've been up the entire time that, that I've been watching. So these three seasons they've been up, but they haven't really, I don't know. They haven't had anything that's really stood out about them. Um, I actually don't even know if I could know, name, name one of their players. Um, so they're kind of forgettable. No offense, Brighton. Yeah, move on. Yeah, so next up on the athletical list is Burnley. Um, Burnley, I actually loved when we were going through the process our first year. Uh, we interviewed a lady named Natalie, and she was totally awesome. And I think it was just the fact that I enjoyed her interview so much that I followed that team, and they were on towards the top of my list. Um, they are kind of a middle-of-the-tier club they surprised a couple years ago and finished top 10 and then last year they were 10th um they're kind of that like lovable local team that might not ever hit it big but they're just kind of a solid team that's going to be um hopefully in the premier league for a while and hopefully our good friend natalie enjoys watching her team in the premier league for a while so Burnley is actually they're kind of a tough team to break down. They play really defensive and they can they actually kind of suck to play. So if you don't have a team or have a have some players capable of breaking a defense down, they actually really suck. Like Wolves have struggled a bit against them uh, over the last couple of seasons. So defensive minded, they can kind of park the bus and give you fits. Uh, the next team is Chelsea again, another one of these mega Uber clubs. Um, Chelsea is full of stars, like just full of stars. Obviously, from the American perspective, you have Kristen Pulisic, Captain America, um, one of the best. They've also made some huge uh, signings. They signed a guy named Timo Werner from Germany. Um, they have done a ton in the offseason. Another guy named Kai Havertz, another guy from Germany. Um, they have a really good young team, Tammy Abraham, uh, Mason Mount. Uh, they're they're full of stars. I mean, this team this team is loaded. Um, I don't know what else to say about them, but they're they're really great. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's probably all to say. But I mean, they're just a they're they're a really good, fun young club. Yeah, I agree. Um, I hated it last year because they were ahead of Man U for most of the season. Uh, Man U eventually caught them and passed them, but they were a young, fun squad. And Jack Lampard, their coach, plays a super aggressive style, which is really fun to watch. Um, I hate them. I love Christian Pulisic, and um, I hope he does well and they lose every game. <laughs> Next up is Crystal Palace. I think the thing you need to know about Crystal Palace is they kind of were a hot start team last year, and then they fell apart after the COVID-19 stoppage. Um, I want to say they were top eight before the stoppage, and they ended up finishing in 14th place, and they just struggled after the restart. Um, I think they're probably going to be a bottom third team as well this year. Um, it'll be interesting to see which side actually comes out and play for this season. Um, but kind of like what Nate was saying with um, 
you know, Brighton, I don't think I can name a player on their team just off the top of my head without looking at their roster um, because they're bottom third. I don't really care. Next team is Everton. Um, Everton is a pretty classic, um, a classic team. They have a strong history, but they have not been able to put it together the last few years. Everton is in Liverpool, so they're uh, Liverpool's rival. Um, They've spent a ton of money, and they just can't figure it out. They have a a striker named Richarlison. He's a Brazilian guy, scores a ton of goals. He's really good, really exciting. They have a a fun and likable team as well. They just, for whatever reason, haven't been able to put it together the last few seasons. I think they finished lower mid-table 12th, 13th last year. Yep, and that brings us to Fulham. Uh, Fulham is coming up. They were from the lower league, the Champions League, and they are promoted Champ- into the Premier League. Championship, Chris. Championship. Sorry, Champions championship. League. Not to be confused with the Champions League, the European tournament of all the best four teams from the leagues. My apologies. The Championship League. Um, they uh, got promoted. Um, I think we are saving our predictions for later, so I won't go into too much of what I think of them right now. Here's what you need to know. They have two Americans on their team. Tim Ream, Anthony Robinson, both playing for Fulham, both American U.S. national team members. Um, I, maybe this is a spoiler alert. I'm cheering from this year. They will be my second team behind Man U. Yeah, and I think Fulham, Fulham traditionally has had Americans on their team. I mean, they're kind of known as, as one of America's teams just because I think they've had an American on there for – like the last 20 years, at least one American. The next team up is Leeds United. Leeds United is also a newly promoted team. They have a really strong history from what I understand. I know a lot of people were excited to see Leeds back up in the Premier League um, because of their history. I don't know much about them other than they, uh, they won the championship last year, so they got automatic promotion. Um, so they did they did really well last year and um, they made quite a few signings in the off season. They seem to have spent some good money and I think they, they have a team that will probably do do decent this year for being newly promoted. I like it. All right. We're going to move to Leicester city. Um, Gosh, what to say about Leicester city. They are a good club. They're a great club. Um, Jamie Vardy is absolutely ridiculous. Kyle, I think you are going to love Jamie Vardy. Um, They have an amazing hair on uh, Chowdhury, which he doesn't play a ton, but when he gets in there, his head of hair is amazing. Um, They had a, a disappointing finish, to say the least. They were top three almost the entire season last year. And they dropped out of the top three the last two games and ended up finishing fifth. Um, great club. They were the champions a couple of years ago. It came out of nowhere. The, you know, the biggest gambling coup of all time, if you will. Um, but they Kyle, are do, a very Kyle, funny do you team. remember that? Kyle, do you remember when that happened? This was the team. I don't remember when it was. Five or six years ago, they were like a 3,000 to one odd to win the Premier League, and they won. It was pretty big news, but I don't know if you... I do remember this, yeah. And it's... So what's happened to them since? 
Like, have they just fallen off a cliff, or what's going on with them? No, they've been solid since. They just haven't won a championship since. Okay, okay. Good for them. Yeah. Next team is Liverpool. Liverpool, they're the, the defending champions. They also won the Champions League two years ago. Um, they're one of, I mean, they're one of the world's elite clubs right now. Um, Virgil Van Dyke won uh, the the uh, the Or a few years ago. Two years ago, is the best player in the world. He's a defender. Um, they just have a ton of great players: Trent Alexander Arnold, um, Jordan Henderson. Uh, Sadio Mane, Mohamed Salah, he's their he's their forward striker. Um, they just they have a, they're they're amazing. They're one of the best. They'll be one of the favorites to repeat this year, along with the next team, Chris. Yeah, uh, next team is Man City. Uh, finished second last year. Were champions the year before. Um, they are just a stacked roster. Um, Sergio Aguero comes back. Kevin De Bruyne is maybe the best in the league. Um, they've got Raheem Sterling, who as long as it's not a critical game is absolutely amazing. <laughs> um, so they they have all the talent in the world. They added Nathan Aki in the off season. Uh, the rich get richer is basically what you can say about them. So it's going to be, um, again, not trying to spoil what we have coming up in our predictions, but, you know, they're going to be fighting for the top spot. Yeah, and Man City, one of the critiques on Man City is that they basically, they're owned by, um, I think, a Saudi Arabian man, um, super wealthy, and they've just dumped a ton of money. So people are highly critical because they're not a traditionally good club. They're not, um, they're like kind of new money. And so some of the older clubs don't like that they've spent all this money to build this mega super team, but they're great and they're good. And Chris, why don't you just continue since your team's next? Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to talk Kyle down on Man U. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Man United comes in next. Obviously, my team. I love. I mean, cheering for these guys last season was so fun, especially coming out of COVID and the lockdown and all that. They were just on fire. Um, they only added one player as of right now, uh, Donny Vandebeek, who just signed last week. Um, but he is a huge addition to this squad because they need someone in the middle who can create and free Bruno Fernandez up to not have to make every single play every single time. Um, so that's a huge addition. There's still rumors, obviously, out there that they are trying to pursue Jaden Sancho um, out of Germany and – I certainly hope they get it done because him on the wing would be insanely exciting. But the cool thing that I love about Man U at this point is that a lot like Chelsea is they did a youth movement for the most part a couple of years ago and they struggled the year before, but last year you saw a lot of these younger kids, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds show up, especially at the end of the year and were just scoring goals every week. You know, Rashford's young, Martial is young. Mason Greenwood just turned 19. Um, they added Bruno Fernandez. He's 25. His addition last year completely changed the season and turned their entire ship around. Now, the one drawback is I still can't get behind Paul Pogba. I know he's a giant name in the soccer world. I know he has talent, but you never know what you're going to get with him. It's the most frustrating thing because he has all the talent in the world, 
he doesn't show up every week. He doesn't give his all every week. And so right now there's rumors they were trying to extend his terms, uh, but there's rumors he's kind of shut it down and is looking to back, looking to go back to uh, Juventus. Um, so we'll see. Who knows what his season is going to be like? Um, I would still love to see them sign one more guy in this transfer window, especially if his name is Jaden Sancho. Um, but they're a younger, finally maybe kind of lovable team than they were in the past, where they were just signing the biggest names and bringing in. You know, they were the Man City few years ago where they were just bringing in the best players for the best money had the biggest names but they were winning so it's okay man you in some ways are the yankees if you want like kind of a, a baseball comparison right or wrong yeah. or good or good or bad i mean really that's yeah. yeah i mean that's true right chris yeah i can't argue that uh their tradition and their history says that they are the yankees um and they're, they're kind of following the Yankees line, if you will, where a couple of years ago, the Yankees sucked and finished in third in their division, didn't make the playoffs. And they went young and they restocked their farm system. And now they have Aaron Judge and all these other guys that came up and are beasts and they're back in it. And that kind of plays in the same line as what Man U did. They finished eighth a couple of years ago. And now they're back with, you know, young talent like Rashford, Greenwood, Martial. Um, and those guys, and so yeah, I can't argue that that is essentially what they have done. Yep. Uh, next team up is Newcastle United. I don't see a world where you pick this club. You almost should ignore them. I mean, they everything about what you are looking for, Newcastle United is not. Their ownership is a mess. Their fans hate their owner. They, I mean, it is it is a mess. Somehow, I mean, they were we thought for sure they were going to get relegated last year, but somehow they put it together and they finished mid table. They do have an American, DeAndre Yedlin, a defender. Um, they ha- they have a guy, Miguel Almiron. He played for Atlanta, Atlanta United, and made he. I think he's the biggest. I think it's the biggest transfer fee that's ever been paid in MLS history. Um, and he's a really exciting player. They actually have a kind of fun team. Um, uh, they have another guy named Alan St. Maximum. Like, they've got good players and fun players, but the ownership is, it's a dumpster fire. So, well, maybe if they sell. Yeah, I can tell you I'm not picking them. I'm looking at their kits right now. And, oh, God. you know, first of all, we look like zebras. Foot no, they look like they work at Foot Locker. They do look like they. Yeah, <laughs> I think they got them from from the Foot Lockers that have shut down from COVID, and they're also sponsored by Fun Eighty Eight, which sounds like a radio station or some, some sort of like some sort of marath- like long marathon. And I, I, yeah, we're not picking it's these not- guys. I'll tell you right now. That was the slogan for the class of nineteen eighty eight. I think <laughs> that's right. Oh, all right. What what team's next, Chris? All right. So that brings us to Sheffield United. Um, they were a promotional team last year, and they crushed it. Uh, they came out of nowhere. Uh, if we, I don't remember who we picked for our Wolves Awards last year, Nate. Um, I don't remember if we picked Sheffield United or not, but they won the Wolves Award last year for best promoted team to uh, finish highest in the table. Um, this year, they come back. They got some nice kids, I'm going to say. Spoiler alert. Um, 
here's my question mark for them is that they made a great run over the last two seasons, one to get promoted and then one to get to the top 10 of uh, the premier league last year with Dean Henderson as their keeper. They, he was on loan from man United and um, they sent him back to man United because the loan ended and they didn't get him back. And so Dean did a great job for them. Dean is also the goalie that I will make fun of the most because he wore a hat during a game and I can't get over it. Um, Not so, during a game. He wore a hat anytime <laughs> it was sunny. He wore he wore a baseball cap. Maybe goalie. he has sensitive skin. He has sensitive skin, guys. Um, yes, he wears a like a baseball hat. Not I mean, there's no other way to describe this. He wears a baseball hat if the sun's out. And it just cracks me up, and it looks ridiculous. But hey, whatever. He's a solid goalie. I actually kind of hope he beats out David De Gea for Man U's spot this year. But um, that's the biggest question mark for them. Is um, he played great for them? He was lights out in most games. And replacing him with who they have coming up through their system will be interesting to see if they can keep that same quality or not. Uh, next team on the list is Southampton. They are middle of the tier or middle of the table club. Um, they have a couple of good guys, Nathan Redmond, Danny Ings. Um, I don't know if there's much else to say. They, they're, they're not a club that it has stuck out to me over the years, um, but they're, they've been around for a long time. Smaller market club um, with some decent, a couple of decent players. Yeah, and that brings us to Tottenham, another one of the big six. Um, they're a monster. I mean, looking at how they finished last season and their last season as a whole, they struggled. Um, they struggled a lot in the middle of the season. Um, the restart helped them out a little bit. They kind of got back together, um, and, and they made a run for the top seven. They got in there. Um, they... Again, they're a big 16, so they're always bringing in great players. Harry Kane is is lovable. I mean, I don't know how else to put it other than he's awesome at soccer, and he's on a team that I can't stand, but I will watch him because he is phenomenal on the pitch. Um, they have some other great players like um, Son Hung Min is absolutely phenomenal when he's not breaking other people's legs or doing dirty red card penalties. Uh, but he's phenomenal. He had the goal of the year last year. That breakaway all by himself from coast to coast was absolutely incredible. Um, so, yeah. Kyle, watch, watch the All or Nothing on Amazon. Yeah. I think that'll give you a good view of this team. Um, and they've got one of the most polarizing uh, managers, Jose Mourinho. He Your is, friend, Jose Mourinho. Your friend, Jose Mourinho. Yeah, I find myself liking him a little bit more watching, <laughs> watching All or Nothing, but um, I actually, Kyle, I could see, I could see you appreciating Mourinho. Um, he, he, um, he's kind of a, well, he's kind of a no bullshit guy and is very like, and I think that's what I kind of am appreciating about him watching him, watching the all or nothing is he just shoots straight with his guys, but he, he also seems to really care about them. And, that surprised that really surprised me based because his press conferences are bonkers. He's super arrogant. He's won titles everywhere he's been. So he has a reason to be arrogant, but it's always rubbed me the wrong way. But I, I think 
Chris doesn't like Spurs. I, I think they're a really likable team. Well, Nate, you've coached with me. I feel like a lot of that describes how I coach. So <laughs> minus the yeah, that's true. But but the arrogance <laughs> and the uh, but in really caring about my players, I feel like that really describes me. So yeah, I, I think yeah, that's true. I didn't I didn't realize that, but that is there's a lot there's a lot there. That's true. Uh, the next team is West Brom. They are a new team, newly promoted. Um, they also won automatic promotion last season from the championship. They are another hated rival of the Wolves. I really don't know much about them. I'm just learning about them, but uh, don't pick them. I think they're going to get relegated, so you won't need to pick them anyways. Whoa, we're going to get there in a minute. (laughs) All right. Um, Second to last team, West Ham United. Um, I don't really have a lot to say about West Ham United. They barely escaped relegation last year. Um, they're going to be a relegation candidate this year. I don't foresee you picking them. And so, sorry, West Ham, we're not going to spend a lot of time there. Yeah. And that brings up my team, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, uh, I could talk for a long time about Wolverhampton. Uh, one thing that you would appreciate, Kyle, they're – they're like the city slogan and even the reason they have that uh, gold color and the black is because their city slogan and their club slogan is out of darkness cometh light. Mm. And so they play with that, with their colors. Um, they uh, have a great striker by the name of Raul Jimenez. He's a, he's a Mexican guy. Um, they have, they're kind of known uh, around the league as like, the Portugal Wanderers because they their whole club is like <laughs> Portuguese. Uh, they have this really they have a really lovable manager Nuno Espirito Santos, which if your Spanish is good, he's Nuno of the Holy Spirit. Um, he is uh, he's really lovable and is is a really really great coach. Um, he's also Portuguese and they've got this relationship with this Portuguese agent and they just seem to always find a way to get really great Portuguese players. Um, Ruben Neves is one of their midfielders. He's a great young um, midfielder. They have a, a, a defender named Willie Bali. He's great. Um, they have um, another young guy, Pedro Neto. He's coming up, but the guy that will stand out for sure the most to you watching is a guy named Adame Traore. He is the most yoked dude in the Premier League. He is fast as lightning and just creates a ton of problems for defenders. Um, he makes them look foolish. Uh, and he's, he's, he's a remarkable player um, and is getting, seems to be getting better every year. Um, Wolves were really making me nervous because they made had made zero moves in in the off season and like i said they were newly promoted two seasons ago um and finished seventh two seasons ago made a great run in the europa league last year and then finished seventh again this year um and so a lot of the hope was that they would make some big signings and really try and push for top four top six which are the coveted spots, which we'll bring you into uh, later on as to why those spots are so coveted. Coveted, But in the last two days, they've made some 
two really big signings. Um, the biggest one is they signed a, an 18 year old named Fabio Silva. He's a Portuguese guy. And a lot of people think that he is like the next young elite striker. So he's been compared to Ronaldo and it's a really like, it's a, it's a big deal. They spent more money than they've ever spent on a player before. Um, and it's kind of shaken up a little bit of at least for sure within the wolves world. I don't know like premier league across the board, but this is the type of guy that, you know, man city, man, U, Arsenal, Chelsea would sign. And so it's a, it's a, it's a really big deal. And I know wolves are, are really excited, especially because we were pretty nervous for a while. So um, this is my club, so I can talk about him for a while, but we can, we can move on. The only thing he didn't tell you, Kyle, about Adama Traore is that he can only play 37 minutes per game. <laughs> they, well, that's not totally true, but he... I mean, he, it is. We, we can <laughs> disagree about that. But um, let's move on to Chris and my predictions. Um, actually, Kyle, is there anything... But We've been talking for a long time, Kyle. Anything that stands out or any comments that you want to make about, about those teams that we, we mentioned? Man, there's a lot there, right? I'm going to have to digest. I mean, I, I'm thinking, you know, the biggest things that stand out are, are just, you know, and this goes back to my skepticism, right? So it's like there, there's transfers happening within the league and it's so last minute and, and Pogma's not even, sure where he's going to go and that's just something I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around about how you can root for these clubs and you know have that model in place right so that goes to, to kind of the reason why I'm trying to hear and trying to learn um and trying to figure out you know how can you kind of maintain a, an interest knowing that your guys can just get poached or you know your team might not have enough money right to get the best guys it is. I, I understand that thinking, but it's really not that different than a trade deadline. It just happens yes. at different times in the year, right? So, you know, for for Premier League, the transfer windows open. This year's a bit odd uh, because of COVID. It kind of delayed everything. I actually don't know how long it's open till, but at least through the end of September. So the season, this is, this is what's odd. The season will start and players could get transferred while the season's going. But I guess that's not that much different. It's just then, you know, a trading deadline in baseball where, you know, you know, Archie Bradley gets traded from the Diamondbacks and all these Diamondback fans are so disappointed that this lovable character that they loved is gone now, right? So it's not that much different. It's just the method in which it's done is different. And I think that 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 does take some time to, to understand. For sure. Um, okay, but let's move on um, so we don't have a two-hour podcast for this first episode. Uh, let's make some predictions. Chris, you and I are going to, to give our top seven. We're going to share uh, who we think is going to get relegated and then also give the Wolves Award or make our Wolf Award prediction. Okay. Chris, why don't you start? Uh, who do you think is going to be – who is your top seven? All right. So do you want me to start at the top or the bottom? Start at the bottom. Okay. I really struggled at the bottom. 
Um, so I'm actually going to give my top eight. I'm copping out. Um, uh, you can't. You can't. Just make it. Make a pick. Do it. You can't take Katie. All right. Coming in at seven, I've got Tottenham. Um, yeah. I think they just have the firepower to do it. Six, I've got Leicester City. Fifth, I've got Arsenal. Fourth, I have Chelsea. Third, I have Manchester United. And my top two was the other hardest pick for me as I struggled with seven and eight versus one and two. Um, I don't think Liverpool is going to run away with the league like they did last year. Um, And so I think it's going to be close. But I think Man City finishes second and Liverpool takes the title again. Back-to-back champions. Yeah. All right. We've got a lot of similarities. Just so you know, my battle at seventh and eighth was between the wool between the wolves and spurs. I figured, and that's okay. I don't expect you to to choose wolves. Um, I've got Tottenham also at seven. Um, at six, I have wolves. I I just believe they're going to continue that rise. They've scored more points, even though they finished seventh two years in a row. They've increased their point total. I think they'll continue that this year. At fifth, I also have Arsenal. Um, I think they've had a great offseason. They've played really well. They've beaten uh, Liverpool two times in a row. They've beaten Man City. Um, I, I think they're they're coming up. I've got Man U at fourth, also really great. Um, they played great, obviously, at the end of the year, and I don't see any reason why they wouldn't continue that. In third, I have Liverpool. I I don't know what's going on. I don't know if they just won the league too early um, and didn't have the energy or the motivation, but they just haven't looked good, and I don't know what the issue with that is. So I'm just going to go with that trajectory, and I'm going to say they dropped too many points too early on. Um, I'm going to put them at third. At second, I'm taking Man City because I think Chelsea is going to win the league this year. But I think the point differential between Chelsea, City, Liverpool, and Man U is actually going to be really close. And I think we may go to the last week of the season before this thing is finalized. But I think the additions Chelsea's made with Werner, Havertz, Silva, Chilwell, I just think they've done too much. The big, the big question will be, can they put it all together? Can Frank Lampard put it all together? But that's my prediction is Chelsea to win it. Chris, who do you got being relegated? Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I like it. I don't have a problem with it. Um, my worry, and it maybe shouldn't even be that big of a worry, because uh, obviously I value him probably more than Chelsea does, is uh, Christian's injury. How long is he going to actually be out for? How much time is he going to miss with the, the hamstring tear? So it be interesting totally. to see how, how that affects them. But they have so much firepower, it may not affect them at all. Yeah. All, all right, right. Who do you well, got relegated? Okay, um, I'm gonna go with West Brom in 20th, Fulham in 19th. Even though I'll be cheering for them, and I'm taking Aston Villa at 18th. Nice, yeah. I've got Villa in 20, West Brom in 19th, and West Ham in 18th. I don't yeah. think any I mean, of those teams have really done enough to to get better for Villa. I don't think they've gotten better. Um, West Brom, I obviously don't know a ton about, but screw it. I'm relegating them anyways. And (laughs) West Ham, they haven't really done much either. And 
They faced, yeah. they looked really bad last year. They barely escaped relegation. Yeah, all those teams who barely escaped relegation from last year, I mean, you could throw them in that bottom and I'd have zero problems with it. Um, it's kind of a cop-out and kind of easy just to pick the promotional teams for most likely to be relegated, um, other than the one that neither of us mentioned. So should we move yeah. on to the Wolves Award? Yeah, Wolves Award. <laughs> it looks like both of us on the same page with Leeds United. It's pretty obviously, and I'm I, and I'm going to say this. Not only do I think Leeds United is going to win the Wolves Award and be the best promotional team, I think they are going to finish top twelve. I could see that. I actually would. I would even put them at top ten. They've made some good moves in yeah. the transfer window. They played obviously great at the championship level, and yep. yeah, I don't see. I don't see why not. Yep. All right, let's move on to uh, best and worst kits. We haven't heard Kyle talk in a while, and I really, I'm fascinated to hear uh, Kyle. Um, what, what? Let's start with, yeah. Let's just go with, uh, let's start with best kits. Let's just start right there. Uh, which, which kits do you like the best? Yeah. So as you guys have been giving your recaps, which I have been listening to for the most part, uh, I've been studying over this pay this this uh this website right that has all the kits listed so i've got some opinions yep all right good best kids this might be unpopular especially given this this website i'm looking at but i really really like the crystal palace kids i think they're sharp but i think that might be an unpopular opinion what do you guys think it is it's unpopular on the websites i read but I love them. I love I them. Think they're I think they, really good. I think they're really sharp, and I love. I like that they they match. Like that, that there's like seems to be like a synergy behind all three of the of the kits, the home away and the third kit. So I'm with you. They got they typically have a sash, which I'm a huge fan of, and you'll hear about that later. Um, I think the the sash looks so sharp, so they got rid of that, and I think that's what some people might be like frustrated with. But um, dude, I think they look so good. That W eighty eight, that's the sponsor that Wolves had that one time, and it doesn't look horrible on there. No, it looks like a logo. It looks really sharp. Um, yeah. So t- to me, from what I can see, they're they're my number one. I love it, Chris. How about you? Your favorite, your favorite kit. Mm, it's tough because um, I'm, I'm actually I'm in the same boat with you, Kyle. Uh, and I think I was in that boat last year, if I remember correctly. I just love Crystal Palace's kits. Um, a, a kit I love is Lester. I know that they are kind of dogged on a little bit, but I love just how classic and simple their their uniform is. Uh-huh. Um, as of right now, I don't mind. Man United's changes, I think, like kind of that, like I don't know, almost new age. Um, man, I'm totally blanking. Like a a uh, new age camouflage ish kind of a, a pattern to their stuff. Um, if they release this supposed third jersey that looks like they skinned a zebra on their tops and bottoms, I'm gonna have to change that because. Good Lord, the release pictures of that looks atrocious. And I'm sure Nate, yep. we're going to talk about we'll that. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, Tottenham, 
a club I can't stand, but their cla- their jersey is still classic to me. It's so simple, AIA. It's clean. It's brisk. I like that. I oh, man, I don't want to do it just because a lot of other sites I've seen have said that these are the best kits, but I'm kind of really like Sheffield United's. I don't love their thirds as much as I love their top two. Um, their home yeah, kit is their home kit is sharp. It, it yeah. was right up there for me. Yeah, it, I think I've got to go there for my my best kit. I like it. I went so we're we're gonna go with overall, which we'll get to. Um, but I think just straight up, my favorite kit, as hard as it is for me to say, is the Aston Villa away kit. That like mm. that black with the the baby blue kazoo as lame of a name as that is it looks clean on there and then the 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 really like uh faint red or whatever burgundy whatever color they are burgundy pinstripes i just think it looks so slick so i i love that aston villa um away kit though i'll never i'll never wear it For sure. All right. Can't, we're trying to we're, figure out what's going on on their uh, their right shoulder there. <laughs> we got some PG thirteen. That's the right shoulder. That's the uh, the kit maker. It's Kappa. It's like a oh, British oh, company. Sure. So Ka- that's their um, that's their logo. That's their their swoosh or their three stripes. <laughs> nice. All right. How about worst? What is what are the worst? I mean, there's there are some pretty bad ones this year, but what's what's your vote for the worst kit? All right, Kyle, you so, want to start off? Yeah, I'll kick us off here. So you know, you've already heard right my opinion uh, on uh, the new the Newcastle right the Foot Locker uniforms. Those are bad, but yep. it took me. 30 minutes to realize these Chelsea uniforms, they, they weren't all number three. And I know where you were going. That is the worst looking kit I've ever seen. <laughs> like I've played these guys on FIFA and I, I like the blue. Honestly, Christian, my boy is there and I wanted to like be all in on Chelsea, but no, I cannot do this right now. It's going to take me a while to get adjusted to this. Those those things are horrible. Uh, I love it. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm, I love it too. I'm right there with you. I was like, why the hell is everyone wearing three? <laughs> um, yeah, same, same thoughts. I just have to throw this out there. May not have talked about it before. The wolf skits are pretty bad, but they're not the worst in my opinion. Oh, um, that is so generous. That is so generous because I think they're atrocious. <laughs> I think they're atrocious, but look, I, the way that I looked at this category was what would I not be caught dead wearing? And, <laughs> That's great. And I rated it from that. And if I were wearing the Newcastle Foot Locker jerseys, I would want someone to shoot me. And so... <laughs> I have to give it to the Newcastle Foot Locker jersey. They're awful. They're just awful. Well, that's funny. I, I, probably, this, like, yeah. I'm only saying this because I think they're legit. Because, really, if you get a leaked kit that's just a sketch or, like, a, like, Photoshop, 
you can't trust whether it's true or not. But if there's a leaked kit where there's like a picture of someone holding the kit, you're pretty <laughs> sure it's real. So I'm going with the man used third kit PJs that I wouldn't even like let my kids wear to bed. They are, they, <laughs> Kyle, I don't know if you've seen them yet because they're only leaked. So they're, it's, I mean, it's, yeah. They are, I'll try and send you a link, but it is, it is, they're bad. I mean, it does. It looks like a, a zebra. It, if it would have just been the top, I think they could have maybe gotten away with it. But the fact that they went top and bottom, weird zebra pajamas, uh, I just can't, I can't do it. And, and I'll be fair, the wolves away kit is one of the worst things I've ever seen. But I think I understand what they're doing. They're, I mean, they, it is definitely like trying to tap into like the street uh, skater hip hop subculture. Like it's clear that that's the direction they're going. I just can't. I mean, I just can't do it. It's so bad. Yeah. It, look, I will say if those leaked Manu zebras are real. I'm giving that the worst the worst kits. They're my team. I don't care. Those are awful. Now I'm hoping that they're not real or them leaking it was like, hey, let's let's see if we can get a fan reaction and figure out if we should actually do this or not. And they're like, okay, cool, let's leak these. Oh, everyone hates them. We're not doing it. Um, so my hope is that it's not real. Those aren't actually coming uh, because those will be the worst kits in the history of anything. They're pretty bad. They're pretty bad. Okay, so how about overall? So I think, Kyle, maybe that's where you went to begin, um, like overall collection. But um, any other just overall overall thought? Chris, do you have a, do you have a, like a first or home away and third that just all together, you're like, this is a winning, this is a winning uh, collection of, of kids? I would still stick with Sheffield United. Um, I or sorry, yeah, Sheffield United. Um, I'm I don't know why I'm a I'm a sucker for those pink jerseys. Um, I was a sucker for them last year when I think uh, Leicester wore them. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't it Leicester that had the pink alternates? Yeah, didn't Man U uh, was it Man U's third pink last year? No, too, or was that two years ago? It was two years ago. They had they had black, tan, and, and red last year. Um. I just I'm a sucker for those, and so I think the home kits are are slick. I think the away kits are slick. So I'm I'm I would say the whole package. Give me Sheffield United. Kyle, are you sticking with uh, your Crystal Palace full full kit, full uh, group of kits? I guess. Yeah, I'm sticking with Crystal Palace. I think that that's for sure what I would buy. Um, right off the bat here, but I will say Man City, the full package there is pretty, pretty solid. So, uh, you know, they're a close second for me. Okay. You may not have seen Man City's third kit, if that's the case. Um, <laughs> I, I, don't I think must it's, not it's, have. It's not, it's not in the link I sent you. It is, it's like a, it's like a weird paisley, it's like white with all these weird, like, paisley, I mean, it's horrible. It's bad. Um, I just want to throw out two things. I think I'll probably go with Crystal Palace. I love the look of all three of those, but I re I love the sash look. And so Southampton's mm. kits, their home, I think it's their home and away. They've kind of got yep. the reverse 
Sash. I think those look real slick. And their third kit. Oh, no, this is their away. So one of those is their home. One of those is their third. And then their their away kit, that blue looks real nice. The blue and gold, I think, looks good together. So I just want to give a shout-out to them. And I also want – I I don't even know how this is possible, but I have to call out West Ham, Burnley, and Aston Villa. They They basically have the same colors. And the same kits. They have that. And I don't know how this is possible because uh, maroon and baby blue seem like the most bizarre combination of colors. And yet somehow three teams in the Premier League have those colors, that color combination. And their kits look almost exactly the same. They really do. By the way, I looked up the third Man uh, Man City kit. I take back every nice thing I've ever said. <laughs> you, and another thing I want to throw out there is that if you have the same sponsor as another club, I immediately disregard you. And so there is uh, who's Everton and who else shares a sponsor? The Kazoo sponsor. Oh, there's two teams yeah. with Kazoo? I didn't realize that. Yeah. And does Aston Villa still have W88? Because then that would mean two teams have... uh, Aston Villa's kazoo. They're the other kazoo. Oh, Oh, wow. That's crazy. Okay. I will say, though, as much as I was dogging on that, uh, the West Ham, um, I do think West Ham's away kit's kind of nice. The baby blue with the, the maroon stripes. That looks pretty fresh. All right. Well, we've talked we've talked a lot tonight, and not all of our episodes will be this long for sure. But we had to bring Kyle into the fold. We had to give him the rundown. We had to make our predictions, uh, talk smack with each other a little, specifically about the atrocious kits that our clubs are coming up with. Um, so Premier League starts in less than a week. I'm super excited. It, feels like it just ended it did just end but um, yeah. i'm excited that it's back kyle i'm excited for this journey that you're on with us uh what what uh match are you hoping to catch this upcoming week or what matches is there what team are you hoping to kind of focus on yeah for sure so i, I felt like it was only appropriate this week right the match i'm going to watch is liverpool versus leeds united so Great the champs choice. versus uh, some up-and-comers um i feel like i'll get a taste of a little bit of everything in that. And so um, I'm definitely going to have an eye towards Leeds, you know, while I'm watching it, but, but excited to see um, one of the better teams as well in Liverpool. So excited about that. Great. Well, we're excited for that. As a reminder, I just want to remind Kyle and our listeners that there are some stipulations for Kyle on teams he can choose. He cannot choose the winner, which could be problematic if my prediction comes correct, that, uh, it comes down to the last weekend of the year. We're also not going to let him choose a relegated team. That way, if he wants to continue watching Premier League after this season, he has a team he can root for. So there'll be four teams em- eliminated by that alone, but he's still got to watch them all because he knows what's going to happen. Um, and so we're excited. Um, Chris, any final thoughts? Nah, you know, Manu is off because they played so long in the Euro Leagues. Um, so they don't have a game. I'm actually going to San Diego this weekend for a little getaway with some friends. 
And I may not watch any of the games this weekend. I'm just going to be honest. I will catch the highlights and the replays, um, but I'm going to enjoy American football this weekend. <laughs> Understood. And Understood. you can cut that out of the pod. You can cut that out of the podcast if you want. We're not cutting that out. Wolves don't play till Monday, so uh, I won't be able to talk about Wolves next week. But I will certainly watch some some. Uh, football the great thing about it is it's so early in the morning that now saturdays and sundays can be filled with sports with Mm -hmm. uh football in the early mornings and then american football in the later mornings in the afternoon so i will say i will say this for kyle the start times for us in america are just magical even i will take a 4.30 a.m. game over a 7 p.m. game any day of the week because I can get up and get excited and watch it and then give the rest of my day to my family or whoever else. It's awesome, in my opinion. It is true. Kyle's got it a, a little better, I would say, in that he's Being on, on the East Coast, Coast so he yeah. doesn't. his earliest match will be 7.30 in the morning, but that's still a nice way to start a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. My wife and kids will appreciate that for sure. So I'll grab some <laughs> coffee and, and take, in, take in some football. Perfect. All right, guys. Have a great week, and we will uh, see you back here with the first, most of the first week of the uh, Premier League season underway. See ya. Peace. Peace.